welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. Well, Syracuse wins a thriller in overtime against Richmond at the Barclays Center, 74-71. Fun game to watch. People are texting me. People are into it. As I said, this is kind of the start of college basketball season. Even though it started a couple weeks ago, these tournaments will get going. People get into it. It's Thanksgiving week. It's fun, right? So before this podcast, I, I threw up a podcast yesterday. I had a couple questions. One, how would the zone work out? Beheim said he was going to play zone in this game, and they played zone the whole time. Well, for 35 minutes, okay. For the last five minutes in, in regulation, great, because Richmond couldn't score. So that was a question before the game. Can this team play zone well? They can at points, right? Uh, I think Chris Bell and Benny Williams towards the end of the game and Edwards towards the end of the game really shut down their, their Richmond's shooters on the corners. Before that, Richmond was carving up that zone, passing around, shooting threes. Syracuse didn't seem they could really stop it, but they hung in the game because Joseph Gerard had 31 points, career high. He loves playing at Barclays Center. That last two games, 23 points against Duke in the AC, ACC tournament and 31 points tonight. So he may like the pizza. He may like New York City. He might like Barclays, the spotlight, whatever it is. Get that man some more pizza. Anyways, <laughs> so... Uh, Drew DeMintz, athletic and unafraid of the moment. I, I wasn't really a doubt before the game because I thought guy's the real deal before, but tonight making some steals and one those that one dunk he had where he changed his trajectory midair, that's high-level stuff. So he's just going to get better. He's got to distribute the ball more. I, I said Benny Williams has to step up. I think on defense he did. Uh, look at the box score. He had four steals. Uh, he, he could have maybe been a little more aggressive on offense, including uh, one of the, the sequence towards the end of the game where he had his guy on his hip. Uh, I think one of the things he has to do is just decide to do something and do it. A few times uh, there was a, a, a shot that was like air ball and Williams went to catch it. He was kind of unsure if he should lay it up or dunk it and he misses it. He could have easily come down and laid it back up or come came down and dunk it. He's got to just make a decision quickly and go. When he does do that in the game, I think he's effective. So that question was somewhat answered. I also said, who else would step up? Well, Chris Bell was the guy who stepped up, 11 points. He's only had five points in three other games combined. Actually, only the first game, he had five points five points against Lehigh. He hasn't scored in two games. And a lot of times in these other games, he's been pulled out of the game and really doesn't come back in for much of the game at all. Tonight, he played almost the whole game. So Chris Bell is ready to step up. 11 points, uh, mostly threes. The one, two he made was a pretty tough one where it was a pull-up J. So he's unafraid at the moment. Um, Jesse Edwards was in foul trouble. I said a couple weeks ago on one of the other podcasts, he's got to stay out of foul trouble. So he was able, able to weather the storm with him in the first half, but Edwards played mostly all the second half. And he had some emphatic blocks, which was just awesome to see. You know, I want him to be that beast. I want him to be that guy who can just, block shots and be mean um it was just crazy at points you know in overtime richmond had like six shots at the at the hoop on that on one possession they just couldn't get one to go down and you just know it's not your night when that happens so syracuse gets the win you know the announcers were saying and people always say this stuff these guys are growing up in front of our eyes you know it's hard to tell in the first three games because they got shellacked by colgate and lehigh and Northeastern really weren't in any contest. 
this game does tell you a lot more about the team because they had to play their best at points. You know, Gerard making some of those shots he made. As I said, Mintz also some off-balance shots or and, and Edwards just kind of cleaning up some messes and, and getting some blocks. Uh, but Mintz also had a pretty sick block. So it just seemed like being in New York City just gave this team a different energy. And that's fine. If that's what you need, fine. But winning a game like this can really boost the confidence, and we'll see what happens in the game tomorrow night. Um, one of the things that I also talked about in the podcast that I wanted to see was Brown and Copeland. When Brown did come in for that short time, he did make an impact. He had a tip in. He deflected the ball. He got some rebounds. But he didn't really see the floor the rest of the game. Copeland never came in at all. And I was kind of puzzled by that. I just don't understand why the guy doesn't play. Justin Taylor played. But when he was playing, he wasn't really doing anything at all. So I'm hoping I see Copeland tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> because these guys that just played this full game, you know, I know they're young. I know they're athletic. I know they've been doing this the whole life. But maybe a little tired. So Copeland could be that guy that gives energy. I mean, you watch the guy on the bench. He's like jumping up and down, cheering on his teammates the whole way. It's like, I don't know what he's doing in practice or he's been doing in the games that he's not being put in, but he's not being put in. So regardless of who Syracuse plays tomorrow night, there's a few things I like to see. One, more of a set offense. You know, tonight Syracuse scored 27 points off 18 turnovers they forced on Richmond, which is great. Uh, we'll be able to do that every single night. Not sure. We'll see tomorrow night what they can do. But in half court, offenses at times it was kind of like Judah Mintz and and Gerard you know Edwards had some points and as I mentioned Bell but it was kind of like broken plays or rebounds and stuff and that's fine because they got the win but when they have to actually set an offense and move the ball and not get all these fast break points what are they going to do you know that's that's something to look out for tomorrow night uh I want to see Edwards establish himself early and often down low I want the guys to be looking for him in a screen and roll or a pin down whatever it is, because he gets going and then you get two other guys or three other guys going. The team's hard to stop. And I, I keep mentioning Betty Williams. I just like him to get on the end of some fast breaks, get a thunderous dunk, make a quick decision, go to the basket. If they do that, um, I'm pretty sure they could beat Temple or St. John's. You know, after watching this team tonight, I think as everybody says, you learn some things, you see some things. And as I said before, this, this tournament could have gone one of three ways. Well, at least Syracuse is going to be one and one there's no way they can be owned two because they won the first game now now let's get greedy let's go two and oh and kind of push syracuse back on track to getting those wins that they need against non-conference teams that's all i have for the dome dog podcast tonight thanks for checking me out i'm on instagram on facebook i'm on twitter on facebook we have our own group it's called facebook.com slash groups slash dome dog pod d-o-m-e d-a-w-g p-o-d to answer a few questions if you're a Syracuse fan you're in there so I'll check you out after the game tomorrow night have a good one